On this special episode of Fight Recap, we're going to be going over the career of Anderson Silva. Here's an up-and-comer. Yeah, time to educate Tim. (laughs) You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fulton. And this is Fight Recap, except we're not going to be doing a fight recap. We're going to be doing a career recap. For Anderson the Spider Silva. Now, Tim has never seen Anderson Silva fight until his last fight in the UFC, which is against Uriah Hall, which we watched earlier tonight. But because he's never watched it, and out of respect for Anderson Silva, I just wanted to talk about the dude's career for a minute. Let's go ahead. Okay, so Anderson Silva came into the UFC. Uh, Everyone that was hardcore fans back then, this is like 2006, 2005, I believe. So, a couple days ago, people, yeah, people that were in the know back then, the hardcore MMA guys knew Anderson Silva, yeah, but mainstream didn't. Like, I was pretty into the UFC back then to where like I would watch them every time they were, yeah, but I wasn't, I didn't really, I never really heard of Anderson Silva to the effect that I would have probably known him now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he comes into the UFC and he pulls Chris Lieben. So, Chris Lieben was guy in the Ultimate Fighter. One of the most popular fighters back then, but not really uh, championship caliber. At, you know what I mean? Like never really rose to that status. But he was, yeah. you know, one of the most po- more popular guys back then. Known for having like a hard ass chin, just takes incredible damage and really hard puncher. But like kind of just w- waiting forward in a brawling style. So Anderson Silva comes in. I think it was one of the only, if not the only, fight. Uh, other than like one punch knockouts in five seconds, okay. that I think he scored a hundred percent accuracy. Oh wow! Holy shit! I don't think Chris Lieben landed one punch. I don't think we've ever seen that. The fight started. Chris came out aggressive, immediately started eating fists, and then knees, punches, everything you can think of. Until I think it was thirty nine seconds or a minute and thirty nine seconds later, he was knocked out, and that's when everyone knew. Who, found out who anderson silva was immediately after that he gets a title shot with rich franklin wow that's fast now keep in mind this is during the time this is before uh this is around the time when like well-rounded was like the thing that was coming out right it was it was just breaking out of the time not the dark ages dark ages kind of for the ufc ish because uh the ultimate fighter was starting to come out and they just saved the company basically but so uh, it was kind of getting towards like the beginning of the people getting out of the specialist category. Like he only has jujitsu or he only has striking and kind of really embracing the whole well-rounded fighter aspect. Right. So Rich Franklin was the middleweight champ. Everyone liked Rich Franklin stand up guy he used to be a math teacher. Okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. It looks like Jim Carrey on yeah, steroids yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. So he's, and he's solid fighter, right? Beats everybody up. He's a champion. That's what champions do. Makes sense. Anderson Silva comes in here and just like rude, rude, just demolishes him, gets him in a tie clinch and literally just elbows or uh, knees him into oblivion. Like his nose was shattered, just crushed. Like he had no answer for it. It was so strange and uh, it was like baffling because you knew how good Rich Franklin was because people that watch UFC knew who Rich Franklin was. Yeah. Everyone else only saw Anderson Silva fight once in the UFC. 
against Chris Lieben. Very impressive. But then you're like, all right, it's Chris Lieben. We're going to go to Rich Franklin now. He gets him in the tie clinch, and it was almost like he had a spell on him. Like yeah. a you're fighting a, a video game character where like you just can't get out of this. It's like he's got to finish the move before you're allowed to leave. So knocks Rich out. Takes the belt. Rich is lying in a, in a pile, right? He needs a little time to recover from this one. Then he fights Travis Luter. Travis Luter, you probably don't know, was one of the best fighters around at the time. Uh, to Travis's defense, he had one of the worst weight cuts of all time. Okay. Literally, he looked like a dead man walking <laughs> to the scale. Crazy thing was, he gave Anderson Silva one of his toughest fights until the weight cut came into effect and he got exhausted. Anderson had him in a triangle choke, just starts elbowing him because he couldn't get him to tap. Starts elbowing him until he taps out. That's another one off. Another TKO figure, uh, victory. Then he na- knocks out Nate Marquardt. Oop. So Nate the Great Marquardt was one of those guys who, no matter how much he fought, no matter how many times he had been in battle, he's always the one of the top guys. He knocked out Tyron Woodley before Tyron came to the UFC okay. to win the Strike Force title. I think it was the last time that they had an event. So no slouch. No slouch whatsoever. Very tough competition. Knocks him out. After that, has a rematch with Rich Franklin. So you're like, okay, Rich isn't going to get caught in the fucking same thing again. He should learn from his mistakes. Literally the same fight. Gets caught, gets knocked out worse than the first fight. It was so bad. Remember watching it, and his nose was so crushed. It was actually in his eye. It was like... How do you watch that? It was like moved over in his eye. So, and again... We'd seen dominant guys before, but the way that the guy moved and the way that the guy controlled and dominated fights, it was like it was just different. Like we'd never seen a guy with that kind of confidence doing like the hands of clouds. You saw him do it tonight, yeah, right? Yeah. He does he does all the crazy wacky shit. And uh you know, we haven't really seen anybody do that kind of shit before until like Stylebender. So it took like a long time to get like another guy who was like that. And even Stylebender wasn't isn't as defensively good as far as head movement and stuff as Anderson was. Anderson would do crazy shit like put his back against the cage and like just go, come on, like I'll stand here and you can try to hit me. So then after he knocks out Rich Franklin, he fights Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson had come over from Pride after Pride was acquired by the UFC. Okay. So this is in like 07 now. Dan Henderson comes over with the middleweight belt and the light heavyweight belt because he had won both of them in pride. Known for having a hard chin, he has what's called the H-bomb in his right hand, which just anyone he touches with it goes to sleep. Anderson Silva ends up choking him out. Unifies the belts. He's the champ champ now, basically. So then after that, he's like, fuck, I've knocked everyone out. It's fucking 185 pounds. Let me just take a fight at 205 just, just for shits and giggles. Fights James the Sandman Irving. Big guy. Not like a super like not a super hard fight, but again, it's two oh five, higher than his weight class. Ends up catching a kick like this and just piping him right in the face. Just just one after just, the other. One after the other. One after the other. And again, you know, this is the time when like uh well roundedness is is considered like GSP, like, you know, he he's got good wrestling. He uses all of his all of his moves. Anderson is like fucking with these guys at this point. Yeah, like cat and mouse shit. After that, he fights Patrick Cote. This is a weird one. Patrick Cote uh, was actually I think up on the scorecards 
going into the third round. He steps weird, blows his knee out in the oh. middle of the fight. Kind of weird because Patrick Ote is one of those guys who rose to a level that he was doing that to Anderson Silva and then blew his knee out and he never he never got there again. You know what I mean? He never he made that comeback. Yeah, so I don't think that that fight gets as much – I don't think Patrick gets as much credit for that as he deserves because he yeah. was winning that fight, in my opinion. After that, he fights Talos Latis. Okay. <laughs> After that – he enters the Matrix when he fights Forrest Griffin. Now, if you ever see the Forrest Griffin knockout when he fights Anderson Silva, if you saw it in a movie, you'd say it was bullshit. If you saw it in a superhero movie, you'd still say it was bullshit. Like, Forrest was charging at him, throwing punches, and he's literally got his hands at his hips, just dipping, diving, and then as he comes up, just pipes him again. Forrest Griffin falls down and literally just holds his hand up, and he's like, no more. Like... He had gotten dropped like twice before that. And he he was just like, I, I can't, like, we're done. We're done. We don't need to do this anymore. Like, I'm not out cold, but you need to stop. Like, he just literally, like, held his hand up like, fuck off. We're done. Like, you got me. So, after he fights Forrest Griffin, he goes to Damian Maya. He catches a lot of shit for the Damian Maya fight because it wasn't, Damian is a fucking ground specialist. Yeah. Damien just kept trying to pull a guard, go to the ground. The The fight basically uh, almost got stopped for lack of action because <laughs> he was just waving up, and it, it just was back and forth. It was a horrible fight. Dana White was super pissed afterwards and whatnot. After that fight, he fights Chael Sonnen. And this is when, like, the turning of the tide. The, the turning of the tide, but, like, this is at, like, the height of Anderson Silva's popularity. Chael Sonnen comes in with all the fucking WWE shit, you know, calling out, having the quip whims and all this, all this shit. But he comes in there talking immense amounts of shit, like, like ungodly levels of shit. And he beats Silva up for four and a half rounds, wins every single round, drops Anderson Silva, I think twice in the fight, drops him. Chael Sonnen's a wrestler. Yeah, he yeah. double likes people and, and hammer fists them on the ground until he wins a decision. That's what he does. He doesn't knock people out. He doesn't submit people. He just doesn't do it. That's all he does. Drops one of the greatest dudes in the world, if not the greatest striker ever in the UFC, twice in the fight because he's been taking them down so much. The last minute and 29 seconds, he's on top. Silva's on the bottom. Silva wraps an arm, catches Chael in a triangle choke, submits him. With a minute and 19 seconds left in the fight. I can imagine the screams people were giving from their homes. Dude. And this, to be fair and to be honest, I did not like Anderson Silva. I like me you and were my, the wrong me, person to be given this recap. I know, but, but here's the thing: and it's so this weird. motherfucker. <laughs> me and Shane, like we liked him, like we respected the dude so much as a fighter because yeah. how good he was. But because he was so good, we're like, I wish somebody would knock this fucker out. Yeah, like, because so you're probably like stoked that it was kind of sort of happening. Yeah, because you you'd see him just demolish your favorite fighters. Yeah, you're like, you look at what he did to Chael Sonnen, and you're like, come, dude, what? But stop. You have to fucking do it like that. Like, so we were just waiting for him to lose, and we thought we were going to see it. And then he pulled it off, and we were like, motherfucker. So then, I literally have to switch sticky notes here. Because that's <laughs> are. 
So then he fights Vitor Belfort, and this is again another level. Vitor Belfort. This is not Vitor Belfort on PR on uh, on uh, you know TRT. So we're not talking about like unstoppable Hulk oh, Bellator okay. here. So Vitor Belfort, former UFC champ, fucking they call him Phenom. Fast hands, really hard. Brazilian, crazy as fuck. Hits like a tank. He's fighting him. Anderson Silva's standing there. They're going back and forth. It looks like they're, they're kind of feeling each other out. Anderson Silva just throws a fucking front kick to the face and knocks him out cold. Like, drops him like a heap of laundry, knocks him out. And that's when Steven Seagal was saying that he taught him that and trying to take credit for <laughs> that, the fight. That's random. And Anderson was very sweet about it. He was like, okay, like, yeah, he taught me that. Even though, like, I knew that. <laughs> I'm Anderson Silva. I know how to kick someone in the face. So then, after that, when he fights Yushin Okami... Yushin Okami had fought before this in a different organization. And what had happened with Yushin Okami was Anderson Silva, and this is one of the crazy ones where, like, if you knew Anderson Silva, you knew how talented he was. He was on his back. Yushin was on top of him. So he's in Anderson's guard. Yushin sits up to try to reposition. Anderson kicks him in the face while he's in his guard. So he's in his guard. His legs are wrapped around him. He, yeah. he gets his uh, uh, heels on his hips, and he basically like whips his leg up and kicks him in the jaw and knocks him out. That's knocks crazy. him out. Gets disqualified because Yushin's a downed opponent. Oh. So this is the rematch. It's just insane. You never see that, ever. No. You haven't seen it since. So gets the rematch, destroys Yushin Okami. So again, next level. Has a rematch with Chael Sonnen. We're excited. We're super excited. We still hate Silva at this point. I say hate, but I'm going to use that word. We still hate him at this point. We go to the bar. We're watching the fight. Me and Shane. A lot of people around that we kind of know, like friendly with. Yeah. First round, same thing as the first fight. Chael Sonnen takes him down, beating him up. Second round. I believe it was the second round. Chael comes out, does one of the dumbest things that haunt him forever. He tries to throw a spinning back fist against Anderson Silva. He trips yeah. while throwing it. Lands against the cage. Silva runs up and throws like a flying knee into his chest. Chael was like, he looked like he had just broken his mom's best china and his dad came in the room. Like, it was, he knew he had fucked up. Yeah. He gets knocked out. Everyone in the bar cheers because everyone's Silva fans, or they think they are. We were hearing <laughs> people call... Uh, calling him sylvia and shit so you're just fair weather fans so we literally just stood up and left the bar i like when you get mad at people for liking something you're not a fan dude that we used to go out to bars a lot and people would call they'd be like oh he's my favorite fighter i've watched him for years and they would call him by his wrong name they'd call him by the wrong name like either the wrong first name or they just totally like destroy their last name and you're like oh you're one of them okay i got it. no i got it. i watch football sometimes on sunday too um, <laughs> he's my favorite fighter, Anderson Gracie. <laughs> dude. So then after that, he fights Stefan Bonner. And this is the one. It was a 205-pound match. This is the one where Anderson literally just felt so confident because Stefan Bonner should not have been in there with him. Yeah. It was a catch. It was a 205 match. So he literally just puts his back against the cage, and he's like, come on. Like, just come on. So knocks him out. I think he need him in the, in the stomach. Got him on the ground. Knocks him out cold. Or not uh, cold. TKO victory. Then he fights Chris Weidman. And this is where 
the Empire Falls. Oh. As he's fighting Chris Weidman, Chris takes him down the first round, beat him up pretty good. I think it was the second round. Is it second or third round? But Anderson had a had this thing where if he couldn't get you to show him anything or he couldn't find a way to get in on you and he wanted you to he would basically try to invite you in to hit him put his hands down he would just put his chin out there he would play with you to yeah, get you yeah. frustrated so that you attacked him and then he would just counter on Spawn. you yeah. or you know he would do it as he was coming in with the hands of cloud shit and it just fuck your brain up like it's too much input overload so he's on the feet with chris who's a wrestler and again high confidence he's fighting a wrestler so as chris is throwing punches Anderson is basically pretending like he's hurt, right? He would get hit and he would just like act like his knees would buckle and just like fucking with him. But he got a little too overzealous with it. And as he was doing it, he was just literally leaning back like as far as he could just to basically show like I can just do this and you can't touch me. As Chris threw a right hook, he came back with it and hit Anderson just lightly in the chin. But Anderson probably from years of this is how I look at it from years of knowing like how things are going. It almost was like he thought that was his left. So he thought he had already threw the left, but he didn't because it was his right hand coming back in a back fist. So he leaves his chin out and then Chris catches him on the, on the chin and knocks him out, jumps on him, knocks him out cold. I think I remember seeing a recap of that fight. Yeah. A couple of times. It was like, Holy fuck. Like, we never thought that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Against somebody like Chris Weidman. So, immediately when it happened, when me and Shane had been waiting for this guy to lose for years, we immediately were like, oh, no, I feel bad. I wanted to win. Like, immediately. It was like, all right, we can go back now. We can go back to when that didn't happen. So, then he has a fucking rematch immediately with Chris Weidman. And this is the, the, the leg break heard around the world. Uh-huh. When Chris checks the kick, Anderson's leg basically gives his leg a hug, Ugh. snaps his leg, and uh, the fight's over. So now it's like this guy's fucking, like he gets knocked out, goofing around, comes back for the rematch, and has it end like that? It was very, like, what the fuck? Yeah. So... Uh, has a surgery. They put a rod in his leg. Ugh. That whole thing. And then you think, oh, all right, the guy's fucking leg's broken. What's he going to do? Well, he comes back and fights Nick Diaz. So, again, fan favorite fight. And this is more of the twilight of his career. He fights Michael Bisping. I thought he won that fight. Michael Bisping looked like the elephant man at the end of it. He basically, one of those fights where, like, there was a weird... Uh, there was like a weird uh, like thing that happened where Anderson Silva threw a flying knee after he had Bisping hurt, literally lifted him off his off his feet and dropped him like he was out. And he Anderson like turned away and Bisping was just kind of slumped against the cage like he was done. But Herb Dean hadn't stopped the fight. And then three seconds later, the bell rings for the next round. And they didn't stop the fight. Oh, so. Anderson is basically waving his hands like the fight's over. And the ref is like, fight is not over. He's like, he was laying on the ground. The fucking fight's over. And they're like, no, I didn't call the fight. He didn't get knocked out. The fight is not over. And there was like arguing going on. 
And then they basically were like, the next round is coming. You Are you fighting or not fighting? So they ended up finishing the fight, and they gave the decision to Bisping. Oh, that's weird. Yes. Very strange fight. We're going to have to watch that one because I'm kind of yeah, curious about it. Very strange fight. After that, he fights DC, Daniel Cormier. Oh, wow. So no easy fucking fights. No. Right? Nothing. Nothing And we're easy. finally getting to names I know. Yeah. So he fights DC. DC does what DC does. A lot of people were disappointed because they want to see Anderson Silva fight, like an Anderson Silva classic. They didn't yeah. get to see it because DC is very good. Did what DC yeah, does. Yeah. Wrestler. After that, fights Derek Brunson. No easy fights for this guy. After that, he fights Israel Adesanya. Now, nobody knew how good... Well, no, nobody. A lot of people didn't know how good Israel Adesanya was until after he won the belt and had all those fights. Anderson Silva fought that guy. Like, very recent future. Yeah. And went to a decision with him. At 43? Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's... He's already made his career. Right? Man's a 43-year-old dude. Fights Israel Adesanya. Now he's at, Izzy's in the conversation of best to ever do it. And and Anderson fights him years after his prime and goes to a decision with him. Yeah. And they're both throwing fucking crazy shit in the fight, too. It was a classic fight. And then he fights uh, Jared Cannonier. Cannonier leg kicks him a bunch and clearly injures his leg. Continues to fire the leg kicks. Anderson's leg's injured. He collapses to the ground. Fight's over. I thought we're gonna fight. That was his last fight because I thought it was like the same injury getting redone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now we come to Uriah Hall, and that's all she wrote. And that is where the story ends. And that is for Anderson where Silva. His career is over, but the legacy lives on. <laughs> that is it. And that is it. Yeah, so I just felt the need because you had not ever seen him fight before tonight to just give you a very quick breakdown of how that man's career went. It is quite the fucking career. Yeah, and there is no amount of words that can show what the guy did in the fight. And again, this is before we've seen this shit. Like, you're, you're talking like GSP era. Like, this is the time when guys who you know, are well-rounded and take people down and, and win hard-fought decisions. This guy's living in the Matrix. He's yeah. knocking people out in spectacular fashion, back to back to back He's to back to back. He's kind of just back. doing his own thing. Yeah. Despite what the rest of the UFC is doing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It, it'll be – I'd like to say it'll be years before we see anybody else do what he did. I mean, Israel Adesanya is there. But Anderson, like, the fights that Anderson lost, Anderson lost. Except for a couple. So I should take that back. But the fights that Anderson won, like, eight out of ten times, they weren't even close. Yeah. Like, there was no question. No question about, like, oh, you know, he just finally knocked him out. There was not a lot of closeness in those fights. He was just on a completely different level. And we've seen that sometimes in the past. But for the guy to carry those skills to today and fight Izzy Adesanya, like, a year ago, it just shows that, it wasn't the fact that he was fighting guys at the time that were less skilled than him, which sometimes he did, but they translate to today. So he transcended his era into today, which I think is a big part of why he's in the conversation of greatest of all time. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. For that recap of one of the greatest fighters of all time. 
You can close it out, sir. I did enough talking. <laughs> I've literally so used all have, my words. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, this has been a recap of Anderson Sylvia. Sylv- Silva, you fucker. You did <laughs> it on purpose. Dare you. Anderson Silva. Uh, we want to wish him a congratulations to a tremendous career. Yes, sir. Numerous accolades, all that other bullshit. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Let us know what you think the biggest accomplishment of Anderson Silva's career has been. And we'll catch you guys next time. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day.